And now here's our Monday feature, South Bend Stories, where we hear from area residents about the people, places, and events that have made this city what it is today. South Bend Stories is produced at the Salvation Army Croc Center Recording Studios and is a joint project with WVPE along with SB 150, a celebration of the 150th anniversary of the city of South Bend, the Tire Rack, and the Community Foundation of St. Joseph County in partnership with the Salvation Army Croc Center. Today we hear from two former colleagues and friends as they talk about about the differences in the city today compared to when they went to school and then served the city. Retired United States Marshal Michael Carrington reminisces with Peter Nemeth. Nemeth was mayor of South Bend from 1976 till 1980 and went on to serve as probate judge in the Juvenile Justice Center. Chapin Street in those days uh, had several grocery stores, a hardware store, soda fountain, several companies, barber shops. On the site of the Croc Center was Kalupa's Drug Store, among other things. It was really a, a quite a nice little neighborhood business district, quite a different neighborhood then. Within five or six blocks of my home were five grade schools, Colfax, St. Patrick's, St. Stephen's, St. Hedwig's, St. Mary's. Of course, they're all, all gone. And I should say I did go to South Bend Central, uh, graduating in 56, when South Bend Central was a powerhouse, really in almost every respect, in merit scholarship winners. In 53, they won the state championship in basketball. In 57, they won it in basketball. They won it in wrestling. They won it in swimming. They won it in football. And that school has been closed and is an apartment complex. And the West Side back then was, uh, it was thriving and was powerful politically. And they had, uh, in fact, the population of the city of South Bend, you probably would know, wasn't it like 150,000 and it was 1950 or something like that? 1960, it peaked at 132,000. When we were in office in the mid to late 70s, it was 120,000. And I think today it's right around 100. Mike mentioned that the West Side was a bastion of the Democratic Party. The second and sixth districts were mainly Polish and Hungarian and turned out tremendous votes. In the primary election in 75, there were 30,000 votes. And I think the last primary... Maybe thirteen or 14,000, Max? No, maybe Not five or six. Man. I remember Pete, when he was on the city council and was the president, was real involved in all kinds of things. And one of the things we want to talk about for sure is the development of the Century Center. You were involved in selecting a world-class architect. Philip Johnson from New York, who I think did a terrific job. And it was taking advantage of the river and the right. natural attributes of the of the city, the downtown city. The Century Center cost $14 million. Of course, that's 1975-76. I heard uh, some years back that to rebuild Century Center today would be 45 right. mil. So that was quite a project. Oh, it was, yeah. I think and we, we opened that on November 1 of 1977. The first event was the Bendix Management Club, an evening event, and they had 400 150 reservations. Over 700 people showed up, and uh, we, they served everybody. Uh, it wasn't a total disaster. In fact, it turned out quite successfully, and everything went off well, which was a minor miracle. I wanted to mention that I was the chief probation officer for the probate court, which was the juvenile court, for then-Judge Frank Kapinski, who lived over here on Lincoln Way, uh, way out on the west side, from about 1970 to about 1975. And your friend, my friend, Tom Bruner, said, said, Carrington, you're going to lose your job <laughs> because the new mayor is going to be Nemeth and he's going to do away with cabinet government. And I'll let you say why you thought that it wasn't a necessary position. Well, the bottom line was the police department was in chaos. I think there were four different police chiefs in 
a four-year period of time. One of the things that I felt was that we needed to stabilize the police department. There was a lot of political intrigue involved in getting rank or being appointed to either the police or fire departments. One of the things we did was we tried to set up a chain of command and not have interference yeah. from the city council or any other politicians. That, we should point out that that was a complete break in the chain in the traditions here. You depoliticized the South Bend Police Department. One thing I know in the juvenile delinquency area or whatever you want to call it, that we used to get about 3,000 referrals a year, but it would be fairly unusual to have dramatic violence. Then you flash forward the gang situation, kids with weapons that you wouldn't have had back in the old days. I started out working in the juvenile court when they had a thing called parents patriae, and juvenile matters were civil matters, not criminal, and they said that uh, they really didn't need to have any rights for juveniles because the judge would act on behalf of the child uh, as a wise parent, and that changed 180 degrees where you ended up having to have almost the same rights except maybe for a jury trial. It just really changed a lot, but South Bend has been fortunate to have some pretty good leadership. Amen. Amen. That was Michael Carrington and Peter Nemeth sharing their South Bend story. South Bend Stories is heard each Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. during Morning Edition. And again at a little past 12.30 p.m. on Here and Now. If you'd like to share your South Bend story, visit the website mycroc.org.